to The College Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Holly Powell, and I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan-Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the collects in the Book of Common Prayer. This week, we have an exciting event. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's not that exciting. I mean, it's kind of exciting. It's we pretty ha- exciting. We have a never-before-discussed collect. I'm... At least by us. Well, right. (laughs) I'm sure theologians throughout the years have discussed it, but not these particular theologians. Kyle Oliver calls us lay theologians, so I think we should embrace that. Listen, Kyle Oliver is smart. Yeah, and congratulations, Kyle, on your ECF fellowship. Yes, our friend Kyle, uh, formerly of Easter People, has just received a prestigious Episcopal Church fellowship, so... From the Episcopal Church Foundation, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So it means we all have to genuflect to him at formation. Anyway, because of the way the calendars have worked out the past couple of years, we have never talked about proper four. Here we are, and we are going to take it back to our regulation right to prayer today. Yep. Sorry, listener who nerded out about right one. <laughs> and we did have one. <laughs> we did indeed. Do you, want to, do you want to pray this week, Brendan? Sure. This collect is found on page 229 of your Book of Common Prayer. O God, your never-failing providence sets in order all things, both in heaven and earth. Put away from us, we entreat you, all hurtful things, and give us those things which are profitable for us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever, Amen. Amen. So, Holly. Yes, Brendan. You know I'm skeptical about prayer book revision. I do know this, indeed. However, I think this collect is on the pro side of prayer book revision. Like, if I'm making, you know, the columns of pro and con, I'm going to put this collect on the pro side. Oh, tell me more. The deal is that I think we've got some archaic language going on here, even though it's right too. And the problem is that as written with the modern vernacular, to me, it reads like a mashup of Prayer C and Joel Osteen. Because of the uh, profitable part? (laughs) Yes. Well, so the profitable part for that, and then setting in order all the things in heaven and earth. Um, I don't know. It makes me think of the line about the planets and and their courses. And you know I love me some prayer C. It's true. I'm just offended by it being in proximity to Joel Osteen. (laughs) Well, that's fair enough. That is fair enough. You know, I actually like the first part because I have a little bit of an organizational disorder. (laughs) I've heard tell of this on the Twitters. (laughs) And it's very um, delightful to me to think about (laughs) God just like putting everything where it's supposed to go. And you know, oh, I'm I'm putting away the knives because they might be hurtful. But I'm giving giving you, and I, I guess I Strangely enough, for an accountant, I did not take profitable to be like money, like pr- 
prayer of Jabez or whatever you call that <laughs> crap. Sorry. Hashtag trigger warning if I have offended anyone. Yeah. But um, I guess I thought of it as give us those things which which are good for us or or which make us better. Yeah, and I'm I'm being a little bit of a jackass here, I guess, <gasps> because. I, I, yeah, I'll bleep that out. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Ass is in the Bible. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to bleep that out. It's in, it's in like Christmas songs. Yeah. No, I, I know what I know what this prayer means. It's just that that's no longer the main meaning of profitable, nor really even the close second. No, you're right. You're right. So generally, I do fall on the side of, you know, beauty and language versus like absolutely perfect understandability. Uh But when you've got something here where you have a major strain of Christianity that is misrepresenting the gospel to, to say that Jesus wants you to be rich. Right. And you've got this slightly archaic usage of profitable... I think we might need to think about that word. Yeah, totally get that. Um, other than that, other than that word, really, if you if you took that word out, how would you feel? Um, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Uh, did you did you check your hatchet on this one? I did. I did check hatchet. Because you, your organizational self must love all the ways to frame being orderly. <laughs> yes, there is a lot of uh, orderliness. It has gone from kind of being God foresees all things to ordering all things and then kind of back to foreseeing and back to ordering. Hatchet says a more literal translation of the original would be O God, whose providence is infallible in bringing about that which is proper to itself. So what kind of order is proper to the holly? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brendan. (laughs) (laughs) Have I ever told the container store story here on this podcast? No, Um, you have not. Well, so my two best friends from college, Christy and Marissa, um, one year we decided rather than buy one another Christmas gifts since we all live in different parts of the country at this point that we would get together for a weekend and we would each pick a store and pick out two things each of us would pick out two things and then the other ones of us would buy them as a way of kind of doing something fun together and also like not buying you a crappy gift Right, okay. So, uh, Christy and Marissa both wanted to go to Sephora and get makeup and beauty products and stuff like that. And I was like, nope, we are going to the container store for me. (laughs) And we were in there forever. And I was just walking around. I was so happy. And they were like, we have never seen you like this. This is really problematic. (laughs) I just want all the little containers and I want them all to have things in them. And there would be labels on all of them. And it would be so beautiful. You know, I aspire to that kind of thing. Like, I go into the container store, and I'm like, I wish I was that kind of person. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not. And and to be really real, I don't know that I am either. Like, I can spend a weekend and, and get really organizing, and then I let it fall into disarray. And then I'll spend another weekend, like, two months later, and then it kind of falls into crap. But... I, I will say that 
my inner crazy can finally like relax when things are really well organized that's awesome hey holly um can you give me a second i think so there's something going on with a power saw outside okay and it's either the official linguist of the collect call or it's the nuns next door and i kind of have to know which it is yes indeed you do go Okay, I'm kind of disappointed. It's the official linguist of the collect call. <laughs> I really wanted it to be the nuns. I did um, too. And, and I can't tell what he's doing. He's doing something with a piece of wood. He, maybe he's fixing the fence. I don't know. Anyway. Aw. If the official linguist fixes your fence, uh, he is welcome here in scenic, beautiful Lexington, Kentucky to fix my fence. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if he's successful first. <laughs> Anything else to say about this uh, collect before we move on? No, I, I think you've brought me around to it. It's got it's got a good sentiment, and actually, I, I do think it's worth mentioning uh, one thing that Hatchet says about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he notes the collect teaches that though hurtful things may happen to us, nothing can deny or destroy the purposes of God, who is able to overrule evil and give us that which is profitable. Let's get a synonym for that for yeah. us. Yeah, it's weird but, that Hatchet doesn't talk about that word being kind of mildly problematic. Maybe it was just the 80s that ruined Profitable. <laughs> maybe. Uh, all that cocaine and Wall Streeting. And that was like the rise of Trump too, right? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. We want to maintain our tax-exempt status here on the collect call, so we shouldn't talk oh, about we're just politics. just mentioning, you know, business, yeah. profits, whatever. Sure, sure. Yep. Now that I've brought you around to it, perhaps I'm going to bring myself out of it. The only thing that I dislike about this this college is this never-failing providence. Because to mm. me, it's that whole, this is God's plan, like you're dying yeah. or you have an accident and, and um, it's really awful. But, oh, that's what God wanted or there's a better purpose. So that's a little weird. Maybe I've talked myself out of it. <laughs> what, between the two of us, we're probably giving this prayer like a B minus? Yeah, yeah, solid B minus. Okay, sorry, Galatian Sacramentary. Yeah, you're usually spot on. Well, Holly, I think it's uh, time for a musical interlude. Woo! Except. Except. Oh no. Retraction, retraction. The college call, retraction. The web demands satisfaction. Time for another So, Holly, you know how we tried to put in a musical interlude I last do, week? indeed. So, we didn't get a lot of feedback about it. But the feedback we did get about it was 100% negative. You know, it's interesting. As I listened back to the show, I kind of felt like it took me out of the narrative just a tiny bit do we have a narrative yes we have a narrative (laughs) so perfectly ordered just like god yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) duh well anyway so we had one listener marlena maynard who suggested that if we're gonna do uh new music we should just uh put it in at the end of the show and uh, we had another person who tweeted at us who said he had just started listening to the show. He found us on Twitter, uh, but that uh, he really hated that rendition of Amazing Grace. So 
We're not committing to never doing another musical interlude again. No. But, because um, it, it's our show. Um, yes. But, you know, it, it's not going to be a bit all the time. We are nothing if not open to change. That's right. I love change, Holly. I do too, especially the kind that jingles in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag profitable. So no musical interlude, and instead we are going to present you with Holly's Whelp Moment of the Day. Oh boy. Today's Whelp Moment of the Day came from <laughs> me um, reading the lectionary for this coming week. Sometimes, you know, the, the Bible just smacks you in the face in a good way. And today I noted this little happy little verse from this week's epistle. epistle. (laughs) (laughs) From this week's epistle, Galatians 1, verse 10. Am I now seeking human approval or God's approval? Or am I trying to please people? If I Mm. were still pleasing people, I would not be a servant of Christ. (laughs) Dude, Paul... You're talking to me, and I don't know how I feel about it. Can I seek both? (laughs) (laughs) Just like me. Well, you know, I'm going to say, I think you're a pretty good servant of Christ. Oh, Brandon. (laughs) I like you so much. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I... Yeah. It's doing the right thing. The thing that Jesus wants you to do doesn't always make other people happy. No, no, it doesn't. That is so, 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 so hard for me. So I have another opinion about the lectionary this week. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Which is my, oh, come on, RCL moment. (laughs) Um, Cool. Which has to do with the reading, if you're uh, on track one of the Old Testament uh, lectionary this week. So this is 1 Kings 18, uh, 20 through 39, with the option to omit verses 22 through 29. Uh, Now, I had kind of forgotten this story existed. I haven't actually read this section of Kings for a while, but it's kind of a wild story. Uh So basically, you have Elijah uh, in a contest, for lack of a better word, with the priests of Baal. Uh And the basic deal is that they're both going to set up a burnt offering of bulls on an altar and if uh, and whichever altar god burns is the one who has the true god sure as one so does like, right so it's either ball is the god or god is the god right so spoiler alert spoiler alert, alert. <laughs> god is god <laughs> anyway yes um, <laughs> anyway, the Revised Common Lectionary, and I don't know exactly when this change happened, stops at verse 39, and it ends here. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord indeed is God. The Lord indeed is God. Sure. So the lectionary used to stop at verse 40. Which really? I read, yes. And I'm going to read that to you now. This is from the Jerusalem Bible, which is uh, the closest one at hand. And so the next verse says, 
Elijah said, Seize the prophets of Baal, do not let one of them escape. They seized them, and Elijah took them down to Wadi Kishon, and he slaughtered them there. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's a different ending. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) I think it's pretty obvious why that verse is now cut off. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of an important detail about Elijah's character. And I... You know, I'm not necessarily on board with slaughtering the priests of Baal en masse. There were 450 of them, so this is pretty bloody. Uh-huh. But I also don't like ducking the hard parts of the Bible. Yeah. So actually, it was interesting that I picked up the Jerusalem Bible, which uh, is not a particularly popular translation, uh, but I, when my grandfather died, uh, I inherited most of his library. And, so, and he was an ELCA minister. Mm-hmm. And so he actually has notes, a, a, a post-it note in his handwriting that uh, shows that at least at one point he preached on this passage. And the post-it note says, 1 Kings eighteen twenty-two through 40. So he preached on the whole thing. And, you know, there's miscellaneous underlines and things there. And there's a little note that says truth versus sham. Uh, I'd love to find the sermon that he actually preached on this, but... Um, I'm proud to say my my grandfather, you know, read verse 40 for whatever that's worth. Yeah, I think that's super, like, there's this kind of criticism that people pick and choose parts of the Bible that they want to, they want to follow. And, and I like to think that, that we as Episcopalians don't really do that. But this kind of thing just makes me feel like, oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. And so, you know, as I was going to talk about this, I'm not going to just say, like, okay, read all the way through verse 40, and good luck, everybody. Right. Uh, So I did check out uh, another book that I inherited from my grandfather's library, which is The Interpreter's Bible. It's a roughly 12-volume set uh, that has the text of the King James and the Revised Standard Version side by side with historical commentary and then some uh, preaching commentary as well. The preaching commentary... On the slaughter issue says, The scene of fire and slaughter should be reviewed in the afterglow of Elijah's experiences as described in succeeding chapters. The author is tracing the training and taming of a prophet. I also have to give you one more thing that has nothing to do with this. Okay. Uh, But it, it may be my favorite thing that I have read in this commentary. Awesome. Tell me. It has been said that we never discover the power of prayer until our prayers look up to God like wounded animals with great round eyes of pain. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like pray like a puppy. (laughs) No, like a wounded puppy. (laughs) Like a wounded puppy, yeah. Like a puppy that has been run over, but isn't dead just yet. Uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, that's some imagery. It sure is. <laughs> then Elijah will take your puppy and stab it to death. Polly's heresy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Holly, moving on before you yes. get smote. What, what, what do you want to acknowledge this week? This is our Acknowledge and Bewail segment. Well, Brendan, I only have an acknowledgement for this week. I hope that's okay. Okay. It's been a pretty good week. I don't have a lot to bewail. Oh, that's um, good. But I would like to acknowledge with joyful appreciation that this week is the last week of public school, and I no longer have to have my daughter at school at 7.35 a.m. Oh, wow. 
Oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for me, too. <laughs> it's very exciting. Um, she'll be tomorrow. Actually, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Um, she finishes first grade tomorrow and then a long summer of summer camp, including uh, most of it is day camp, but her very first overnight camp experience this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I am grateful to the wise folks who set the public school calendar and we only ran over one extra day because of snow this year so that's good that's wonderful yes so i have two acknowledgements okay first i would like to acknowledge the season finale of rupaul's drag race (laughs) okay did did, do you watch drag race no i don't have that channel okay so the season finale uh, I'll just tell you briefly. It, you know, it was a bunch of drag queens. There were a lot of sequins and wigs and things like that. Sure. But there was one tremendously sweet moment that I thought was worth mentioning on this show, which is that one of the contestants who was sent home early on, Cynthia Lee Fontaine, uh-huh. uh, revealed on the finale in sort of the reunion bit uh, that shortly after leaving the show, she was diagnosed with liver cancer. Oh, wow. And uh, at least according to interviews, uh, the treatment was successful and she's doing well. But uh, the thing that came out as she was talking about it was there was another uh, queen on the show, Acid Betty, who was really cast as the show villain. She was, uh, there were several drag queens from New York and she was cast as the really mean one who was making horrible comments about the rest of the people and you know editing is what it is but you know she did make some horrible comments anyway point being that acid betty was the one who was checking in on cynthia lee fontaine while she was in the hospital oh that's delightful so it was just really nice to see the wholeness of these personalities and relationships and kindness and healing so um so that's my my acknowledgement i like it I also want to acknowledge one other thing. Okay. Which is about a year old. This is you kicking ass and taking names on the floor of the House of Deputies <laughs> about what it takes for a younger person to serve at General Convention. And uh, you were awesome on the convention floor because you are awesome. But I also bring this up as a plug for the Blog Force blog challenge force. <laughs> <laughs> challenge that we have going on uh, on the Acts 8 Movement website about how it is that we can encourage uh, more younger people to get involved in the general convention of the church. Uh, Election season for the next general convention in 2018 is actually happening at uh, this year's diocesan conventions. Uh, So we'd love to have you participate in the blog force challenge, uh, but we would even more so, uh, listeners, uh, love to have you consider whether uh, leadership in the church is something you'd be interested in and you should research how to become a general convention deputy in your diocese. Yes, I, w- I will spare you all my lengthy diatribe about why you don't see younger folks at, on the floor at General Convention as much. If you have any questions about what it's like to be a convention deputy or alternate, um, Brendan and I can talk to you about that, so don't hesitate to contact us. Look, we love running into our 
multitude of fans and being thronged wherever <laughs> we go. So we want as many Call It Call fans on the floor as possible. And I also want to be clear that this is not uh, meant to be a slam against uh, against all generations who are serving in general convention. But it's an objective fact that when you look at the convention floor, it doesn't look like our church. And uh, we're really interested in ways to change that. That could also kind of be a bewail. Yeah, right? it could be. It could be. Yeah, so I'm going to... I do have a bewail, but it's, okay. it's evergreen. It'll, it'll keep. Okay. We'll save it for next week. Yeah. Well, we also have a couple of other announcements. As you might recall, if you listened to last week's episode, we are looking for an editor for our show. This is a, a temporary gig that has the possibility of becoming permanent. Uh, if getting paid to edit Brendan and I talking sounds like something that would just delight you, then please get in touch with us and we would love to talk to you about it. Right, and you can do that by sending us an email at the collect call at acts8movement.org. Uh, specifically on this subject, we are looking for people who have both the technical ability as well as an interest in the actual subject that we're doing here. Um, yes. But what, anyway. What, what is need... that subject again? <laughs> um, I don't know. Bewailing? The, the Jesus. The Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have to be into the collects. It helps to be into the Jesus. Yeah. You can also tweet us at the collect call. Yes. In addition to looking for an editor, we are also um, happily accepting submissions of all sorts. Um, even if they're musical. I know we didn't have a musical submission this time around, but, but that doesn't mean we won't forever. And so if you have a particular piece of music or a little segment that you'd like to do or just a question you'd like for us to answer in the podcast please contact us at one of the ways that we just told you about our parent organization is the acts 8 movement on facebook and twitter at acts 8 movement or on the web at acts 8 movement.org and holly is the link to sign up for our mail camp live on the acts 8 website do you know not as of right now. I'm hoping to finalize it all over the long weekend coming up. So oh, okay. um, I would say no later than June 1st, there will be an active link. Guys, we know you have been waiting with bated breath. Just Seriously. wait a little bit longer. I know. Please try to retain some patience. Um, <laughs> Our music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, distributed under a Creative Commons license. Find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And come back next week where we have another previously undiscussed by us proper to talk about. We'll see you then. Let all mortal flesh keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly minded For with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descended, our full homage to